the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is born. Today I'm going to talk about two stars, metaphorically. Do you know what I mean by metaphorically? You've all heard of a TV star? It's not really a star. It means that somebody famous, well-known, uh, made a big impact on the world. So two stars tonight I want to talk about. Star number one is, of course, Jesus. Uh, Christmas Day is all about Jesus being born. Now, an interesting uh, statistic is that 130 million people, babies, are born every year. 250 every second. So why is Jesus a star? He's just one of all those millions of births. Uh, it's estimated there have been 180 million, 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 million births. Uh, that's uh, 12 zeros following the 180. A lot of births. Why has Jesus been singled out as the star amongst all those births? In the uh, 2006 film called uh, Tal Talladega Nights, has anybody seen that film? I, ha I haven't actually seen it but I've just heard about it. Uh, a guy called Ricky Bobby leads his family in saying grace at the dinner table. And he prays to, his prayer is to the eight pound, six ounce new baby, uh, newborn baby Jesus. When his wife complained about him praying to a baby, he responds, I like the Christmas Jesus best. And I'm saying grace. Uh, when it's your turn to say grace, you can pray to teenage Jesus or grown-up Jesus, or bearded Jesus, or whatever kind of Jesus you want. And then Ricky's best friend, who happened to be at the meal, interrupted and said, I like to picture Jesus, to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt. I, because I like to party, and I like my Jesus to party too. Now this absurd scene perfectly captures many people's thoughts when it comes to Jesus. The Jesus they want Jesus to be the way they want him to be. But we need to look carefully at who Jesus really is because he's revealed to us who he is. In the Gospel today, we have the story of the wise men being led to Jesus. We're told that Jesus was born King of the Jews. That's the first thing, King of the Jews. King Herod was alarmed when he heard about this and he gathered his scribes and, and uh, chief priests to find out where the Christ is the next thing. He's the Christ or the Messiah was going to be born. And the religious leaders pointed King Herod to a prophecy which said that out of Bethlehem would come a ruler who would govern the people of Israel. So then... The other star, which I'm going to refer to in a moment, reappeared and led them to Bethlehem. The wise men gave their gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh, and then they returned home. So in the Gospel today, we learn that Jesus was going to be King of the Jews, he was going to be the Messiah, the Anointed One, and he was going to be the ruler of Israel and, in fact, of the universe. He did come into the world 
as a baby, possibly eight pounds, six ounces. I am not sure. But he did come in helpless and dependent like every, every other baby that's been born in this world, needing to be fed, burped, changed, etc., etc. When we understand who Jesus is and how he has humbled himself to be a baby who has to be looked after like any other baby, we realize uh, why um, the scriptures tell us that he humbled himself and became a man. Briefly, taking all the information we have about Jesus, we can say that he is the Messiah, the Anointed One. He is the Son of God. He is fully human. He is the Son of Man. Sorry, Son of Man. He's fully human. He's the Son of God. He's fully God. He is the creator of this vast universe. He is a prophet bringing God's message of love to the world. He is a priest the great high priest, the one who stands between us and God. He is the king of the universe. He is the lord of the universe, the one who rules over all. You all know that one of my ambitions is to have a Pantocrator on the ceiling up there. Pantocrator means the one who rules over all and holds everything together. That's what Jesus is. That's who Jesus is. St. Paul, in his letters, uses the word lord to describe Jesus. I wonder if you're going to guess how many times. 200 and 22 times. It's very clear who Jesus is. He also teaches that at the end of time, everyone will kneel to submit to the authority of Jesus. So the amazing event that we are celebrating today is about God, that person I've just described to you, becoming a human being, becoming a baby. Absolutely awesome, absolutely amazing once we understand it and what God has done for us because of his love. Just let that sink in. This is why the scriptures say that he humbled himself and became one of us. So that's the first star, Jesus. It's his birthday today. It's him who we're focusing on first of all. But I want to talk about the second star. And this is going to be metaphorically as well, which might surprise you. I had to say something tonight about the star that guided the wise men to the manger. Our secular scientific culture has gone to a lot of effort to explain the star of Bethlehem in a natural, as a natural phenomenon. They've studied Chinese records, they've studied Egyptian records, and they've come up with all sorts of theories. Was it a comet? Was it, because uh, Halley's Comet, actually they've worked out, uh, went over the world in 11 BC, but it's too early for Jesus. Was it a supernova, an exploding star, which just drew everybody's attention in the sky? Or was it a conjunction of stars, which produces a brighter star? So, for example, Jupiter and Saturn drew close together in 6 BC. Some people think, Maybe that's what happened. Uh, but, and they, they, but they were even closer and brighter in 66 BC. It's a lovely sound. It's music to my ears. Children singing. Did you know, how many of you knew, that we are right 
in the middle of a great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn at this moment. One, two, three, four, five, yep, few of us. So we are in the midst, right in the middle of this great event right now going on uh, above us. It happens about every 20 years, this happens. And so if you were able to look into the sky, you'd see these two biggest planets in the solar system, Jupiter and Saturn, coming close together to give the appearance of a brighter star than usual. It's what they call the Great Conjunction. That's why there's no astronomers here tonight. Are there any astronomers here tonight? Because they're all out there watching the stars instead of being here, in here uh, worshipping the star, Jesus. But the question is, what was it a great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn that guided the wise men? It may surprise you to know that St. John Chrysostom comments on this. He says it obviously wasn't a star, the stars we find in the sky. And he gives four reasons. Um, stars move east to west because the, the, the earth rotates, the stars go the the other way of the rotation. The wise men came from the Chaldees or Persia, so they would have been going from northeast to southwest. The stars don't do that. Second point, this star turned on and off. When they got to Jerusalem, they didn't know where to go next because they couldn't see the star. They had to ask Herod and his chief priests and scribes. And then it turned up again and it guided them to Bethlehem. Normal stars don't do that. This star was also visible by day. Normally stars can't be seen by day because the sun is so strong that they, they drown out the light from the sun, from the stars. And fourthly, the last point that St. John Chrysostom mentioned is a star is not close enough to Earth to guide anyone anywhere. Uh, like a GPS global positioning system, it's too far away. Even the moon, he said, which is the closest terrestrial being to us, sometimes it's very big, but even that can't guide us to a particular point on the map and a particular place. So St. John Chrysostom concluded it was not a real star. It's called a star, but it's not a real star. But it was some invisible power transformed into the appearance of a star. Perhaps something similar to what happened to the Israelites when they were coming out of Egypt and going into the Promised Land. Do you remember? They had a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Well, what was that? Well, we say a pillar. Well, it couldn't have been a pillar because one was made of cloud and one was made of fire. But they called it a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. And that was the way that God guided uh, the children of Israel through the desert. It's the same thought of, thought of thing going on here. So I would encourage us all uh, not to look for scientific explanations. If we have accepted the incarnation of Christ, that's the big one. If you can believe that Jesus, God, became a human being, you are believing the biggest miracle this world has ever seen. I heard uh, Donald Trump giving a speech the other day for Christmas, and he said, when Jesus was born, it changed the world. It did changed the world, changed history, everything. It was the biggest event 
that's ever happened. And if you believe that it's God who came down to earth in the person of Jesus Christ, uh, you should be able to, we should be able to believe miracles like clouds, pillars of cloud and pillars of fire and some supernatural light guiding the wise men to the manger. The real miracle for God, who created everything and has control over the stars, control over the earth, control over everything, Pantocrata, the real miracle is that he has any control whatsoever over us because he's given us free will. And the miracle tonight, the miracles here tonight, are these uh, lovely people, Brendan and uh, Reham and his children and the others. Where are the others? Where have the others gone? I've lost them. Oh, yeah, and Maya and Lockie over there. The real miracle is that these people, God somehow has been able to guide them and they've responded. Uh, the, I mean, it's not just them, it's us too. It's a miracle. How did God get my attention? Why did I respond? I don't know. Many years ago, but I did by the grace of God. Why are you here tonight? You're here because God somehow guided you to come to him, to come to the manger, to come to faith in him. That's the real miracle. That is a harder miracle to believe than God could control a light to guide wise men to the manger. That's an amazing miracle. So tonight, let us thank God for the miracle he's done with Father Brendan and his family and Lockie and Maya over there. I would love, Frank, I would love you to do podcasts of their stories if they're willing to do them because they've all got different stories, completely different stories. It wasn't stars they saw or pillars of fire or cloud. Something else brought them to our Lord and God and Savior Jesus Christ. Something else brought me as well. Something else brought you. That's the miracle. But the first miracle, the first star we're celebrating tonight is Jesus and his coming into this world. And we rejoice because of that. Um, from now on, Jesus becomes our shepherd. For the, for the catechumen, Jesus is our shepherd and he wants to guide us through this life safely to our eternal destination. So we have to listen to him. We have to learn from him. We have to follow him. May God help all you catechumens uh, to follow Jesus and to learn from him as you go through this life. And may God help all of us to be guided like the wise men were guided to the manger by the star, to be guided by his Holy Spirit in whatever way he chooses to guide us in the future. And may God also guide the good shepherd because we have some, uh, we need some, we need God's guidance uh, as to where to go from here. So uh, help us with your prayers and work very hard in your own souls to follow Jesus and all will be well. Um, so two stars, Jesus and the star in the sky, both metaphorical, not a real star in the sky. Jesus is the real star and we're following him. Thanks be to God. Christ is born.
Glory of martyrs to ornamental.